welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And I'm Stephen Gross. And we are here today to not talk about The Stand. The or, Stand? Yeah, what, no, well... The Dark Tower, you The mean? Dark Tower. Always one to the left, man. Yeah, you're always adjacently correct. Tell you what, the baby has not improved <laughs> that. Um, you should just hear me in class trying to remember the words like the number seven. Uh, <laughs> amongst other things. It's very nice being a philosopher whose brain is slowly melting away. So, uh, would you guys like a baby update? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Baby girl, it's a girl, is 19 weeks. That's a Almost long time. Yeah. Next week you can sing Bon Jovi. Yeah. What's, what, what's the song? We're halfway there. Oh, and living on a prayer? Yes. Okay. So we had an appointment on Thursday and got to hear her heartbeat again and also hear her like swim away from the monitor. It went blub, blub, blub. And like she literally, the, the, my midwife had to trick her and by moving the monitor to the other side of my belly and then quickly going to the side where she was on was pretty funny. So baby girl is 19 weeks. Would you like to know what happens at 19 weeks? Sure. Well, first of all, she's the size of a mango. But last week she was the size of a cucumber. So she's shapeshifter. She's the so shapeshifter. She's like swelling out. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to my stomach, she is swelling out indeed. So <laughs> at 19 weeks she's grown. This is from the Flow app, not to not to be uh, confused with the other Flow app where you watch hockey. That's Flow TV. That's Flow TV. The Flow app is the one where I can track periods and baby growing. Well, I watch periods. Yeah. Three of them per game. Yeah, three of them per game. It's also where you watch jujitsu on Flow TV as well. Yeah, we oh, really? That. You can watch jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. Now the more you know. Um, the baby's size of a mango, and she's uh, growing teeth, which I thought was in pretty. In her mouth, right? In, in, in well, her gums, actually. So all of her lady parts are there. Her uterus, she's got like wow. a vagina, teeth. uterine yeah. tubes, ovary with eggs inside. I have eggs inside of eggs. Gross. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, and so she's uh, doing pretty good. I think the teeth thing is the only thing that just... That's something about it's, tiny teeth inside of my belly. Because, you know, like, they have to have teeth eventually. It's just weird having, I, like... They just store away in the gums until it's time. It's so creepy. Have you guys ever seen, like, um, like an x-ray yeah. of a kid's, like, with it full teeth? Monsters. And then all the other ones? Yeah. Oh, it's so, so wild. Monstrous. But she's doing good. But one of the reasons uh, that we haven't recorded in almost a month is because, one, we've been busy. Yes. But, two, it's really hard for me to be awake. Um, I did take a three-hour nap and had a, a Mexican Coke that's full sugar. So I am, I've got about an hour in me. So instead of watching, not The Stand. Dark, Dark Tower. Dark, instead of watching Dark Tower, which I'm excited to see that's coming up, we're watching a, a show called The Haunting of Hill House. Yay. Yeah, one episode. John, would you like to tell me what you remember from your viewing of this show? And I believe it would have been February. No, it was probably March of 2020. Absolutely nothing. April of 2020. I had no idea I watched this until I went to Netflix yeah. and it was like, do you want to restart episode one? <laughs> so basically what happened was, was that uh, John and I had started dating in January 2020. And then something that you guys might have heard of happened in March of 2020. Um, and so John was the only person I ever saw when I was under, when we were under COVID, um, for when we were under the lockdown and stuff, because otherwise I wouldn't have had food because I had a bit of a breakdown. 
<laughs> and John would deliver me food and take care of me. Um, and so around, well, pretty soon after COVID started, you had to start working nights. Yes. And you would come over, you would, you would be with the kids all afternoon, feed them dinner. And then at like 7.30, you'd, not every day, obviously, but at 7.30, you'd come see me. And then we would, I would feed you dinner and then we would hang out and sometimes you'd bring me dinner too. That was really nice, but we'd hang out and then uh, we would watch shows and you would fall asleep. Yeah, because I wasn't sleeping. And then he'd leave at 9.30 or so and then go to work and be there by 10. Oh, wait, that was when you had to be there at 11. 11.30. So, so you would uh, leave at like 10.30, 1030 or yeah. something like that. And uh, and he slept through a lot of shows, including this one. And I was so I was really disappointed because I really liked the show and I wanted to share it. He also slept through Fargo. I haven't seen that one. I really like Fargo. But I can understand. You're not as into like detective-y. Not, it's not detective. It's more of like a... Slow burn, Duke yeah. kills his wife kind of thing. Not yeah, into it. Not Cop drama. No, Even I, though you like Daredevil, which is just lawyer shit. Yeah, not, he also it's not much people. lawyer shit. It's a blind guy mm-hmm. kicking people's asses. I don't know. It's mostly lawyer shit from the one and a half episodes I've seen. <laughs> wow. It's like, let me talk about tort reform. I don't know what that is. And means. I'm blind and I can punch things. Yeah, but he looks so cool. Okay, well, maybe one of these days I'll watch it. Okay, so we're watching The Haunting of Hill House. I've got some information. Steve, do you want to tell us about how you originally watched it? What are you? What is this backpack? I'm going to throw it. Oh, my God, children. Um, would you tell us, Steve, what it was like when you first watched it? Do you remember the feelings? Uh, yeah, this was, um, I think me and our younger brother Sam watched it together yeah. yeah and timeline we, checks out we had been um hearing about it it was a remake of um the house on haunted hill yeah it's a remake uh, of that which, yeah Vincent Price well but it's a, also based it's on an actual book, book. yeah like I, I had never seen i never saw the movie nor have i read the book or the short mm-hmm. story so but all the reviews were saying this is the scariest thing that has ever been made. This is the yeah. like the best television show. Not even horror, but the best television show yes. that's ever been written. You have to watch it. And it was before COVID, yeah. so we weren't all trapped in the house in their time. These were the uh, preliminary reviews. And so me and Sam were like, we read about the reviews and we're like, oh, that sounds good. And then I immediately forgot about it until yeah. like the day it launched. And it launched and, uh, I was on just, October 12th. Yeah, I was just kind of scanning through uh, Netflix, Yeah, and uh, Sam just happened to be home that night, and I was like, oh, Sam, here's that show that's supposed to be real good. Man, we put that thing on, and we watched the entirety of it, right one after another, dude. It was I right. had the same experience, and this is a movie, this is, it's not a movie, it's, what, eight episodes or something? Yeah, ten episodes. Ten episodes, and it is, it is a ride, but we're just going to watch the one tonight, um, because that's how much energy I have, and John has work today. Nice. So let's hear a little bit more. It's created by Mike Flanagan, um, starring Michael Hoosman, uh, Carla Gugino, and Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. That's what um, Henry from Last Podcast of the Less says when he talks about uh, his mother, because I guess his middle name is Thomas. Um, so, which is what? Well, 
Michelle Huseman, maybe, not Michael, because I was like, why is a dude the first billing, but that's a lady. Um, Flashing between past and present, a fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. So this is a little house huntery, though, which is exciting because the parents bought the house so that they could remodel it and then sell it. That's like the beginning of all haunted house movies. I know. It's like, we're going to make so much money off of this. Why is this house so cheap? We got it so cheap. All we had to do was take down some wallpaper. Oh, wait, no. Michael Houseman is a dude. It's Stephen... Okay, that makes sense. Is it Michael or Michelle? Michelle? Anyway. It could go either way, depending on how he pronounces it. Okay. (laughs) I'm ridiculous. Ridiculous? Ridiculous. There you go. My brain is working real good right now. Um, Okay. Pregnancy brain is real. I'm going to blame it on that. So would you guys uh, like to know just a little bit more about what people say about this? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think the best way to think about what people say about this is by looking at the parents' guide. Because those are the people that really care. Oh, yeah. Those are the ones those that people that care too much. Yeah. All the boobs. So sex and nudity, I know John's excited about this, is mild. Yeah. Two women are having sex in the room. Moaning can be heard behind the door. A woman is seen in bed with another woman. Man, someone is like, no nudity. Someone's really upset about the women being together. There's a lesbian couple. Of course. Um, I will never be upset about that. A woman is shown (laughs) sleeping. This is like the craziest thing. A woman is shown sleeping wearing a white tank top. Oh, they probably see nip through it. How did that... No, I mean, you would say that. How did that make... The parents' guide of, like, there's a woman in a tank top. Because women should always be covered from the crown of their head to the ankles <laughs> of their feet. I guess so. I mean, two women are... See- this, it's basically all the stuff. But, you know, the opening credits contain images of statues of topless women, <gasps> but nothing sexual and no n- nipples. My, I think I will be the judge of that. statues of topless it women. It still does. We saw them. Yeah. <laughs> we were there. I- scandal i know john's school has this like eventually i'll take you over there it has this study hall that looks like it's from a gothic horror movie really and it's so it's huge it's got these amazing amazing ceilings with like crown molding and stuff original desk with wrought iron and wood yeah from like from before he from like 1911 from 1911 and then it has all of these beautiful marble statues of like greek replicas (laughs) Roman Greek replicas. It is so insanely over the top. Where's the study hall? The Acropolis? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, hey, I've been to the Acropolis. This is nicer than oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, it hasn't been blown up. <laughs> yeah. So, violence and gore is moderate. Um, disturbing images of... De- well, some of this is going to be a little bit... Uh, spoiler, I don't want to spoil John. There's bloody gashes. Oh, there's decaying ghosts. What? There's a coroner. How can a ghost decay? It's a spirit. There's makeup sessions with dead people. So the the makeup sessions? Makeup as in like pe- like, like the coroner is putting on dead yeah, people? yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, and so and she's not even a coroner. She's she's not a coroner. She's a um a, a mortician. Yeah, I was going back and forth if that meant like someone was giving a zombie a makeover, or, <laughs> it's, or it's if Sailor, it was... it's Sailor Moon for dead people. It's like dead Sailor Moon make up. That's like what Sailor I don't Moon get says. The reference for Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon. <laughs> wake yeah. up. You lose me on anime. <laughs> 
I was doing the hand motion so everybody knows. If uh, my sister-in-law Chucky is listening to this, she's going to be like the one who understands. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, John, is I'm moderate. Not, I'm not participating in that time. No, no, because John has to go to work soon, and I'm pregnant, and Steve doesn't drink. <laughs> it's a very sober episode. Um, a woman lights up what looks like to be marijuana. How can you tell? After sex. Oh, that's probably all right. Adults drink one... Wait, adults drink one, get drunk, a man at rehab. What? Yep, adults drink one, get drunk. Someone was drunk. drunk filling this out. Yeah, <laughs> at rehab, and his friend smokes a cigarette, and a girl smokes marijuana. Char- character is recovering heroin and active... Act- oh, Ooh. Nobody liked this. Recovering uh, heroin addict, Karen Burring... By- I can't yeah, speak. Heroin buying and using shown, but not extremely graphic. That's not my fault for not being able to pronounce some of these things, because like the sentence is insane. So somebody had a lot of heroin before they wrote that. Um, so one of the characters is a heroin yeah, addict. Of course, okay? wasn't proofreading it. Okay. Frightening intense scenes. Steve, can you guess? Can you guess? Oh man, there's yeah, yeah. Well, there's one or two. Severe. And 329 out of 414 people found that severe. Um, <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Although each episode can be slow at times, the feel of each one has very dark tones and can make anyone feel uneasy. The show overall has an incredibly sad and depressing tone. I would agree with that. And the rest of it's kind of spoilery. Um, what is bugging me is that there's not... Oh, profanity. I missed it. John, you're going to have to help me with this. The profanity? It, yeah, it's okay. moderate. Okay. Every episode of the season contains uses of strong profanity such as fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now do the next okay. one. Every episode has uses of strong profanity throughout, such as fuck and shit, mostly spoken by Shirley and Theo. It's also yes. all ampersanded. Yes, and other uses of language such as, it must be goddamn, asshole, bitch, and etc. Oh. I didn't know etc. was a swear. Well, it sounds like one to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's more to it, and I can go review it, so I don't want to do that because I don't want to give anything away. John, have you seen the original? I've seen House on Haunted Hill, the Vincent Price movie. Was it, like, very Vincent Pricey? Yeah, it was great. Hello! There's uh, a ghost no. in here! Was it wasn't, like, Vincent Price. Yeah, there was one, I think, with Liam Neeson um, that I saw several times because I really liked it, in which... I saw that one in the theater. Yeah, that yeah. one came out, I think, I feel like 99. I was in high school. It came out in 99. Yeah, and so it was. that was also very dark. It also had a big house, but the whole premise was different, where um, there was, like, a psychological sleep study, and, like, the main character, mother, had just died, and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to watch this. Are you? Yeah. How about you, Steve? Ow! <laughs> All right, let's go. John, it's the pimp neck lady. Yeah. You scared? No, she looked fine. She didn't look scary. That wasn't the pimp neck lady. No? No, that was just a ghost. Oh, that was just a different one? Yeah, fun fact about this uh, movie. This episode. Our show. Episode. It's basically a long movie. But um, there are ghosts in there that are just there to be in the background don't give it away don't give it away i'm not giving anything away yeah. but um the part of it is like you watch the show trying to find yeah all the ghosts and there's like a ton of them and people they're yeah. like 
I, I don't know if there was a subreddit devoted to it, but there was a few long threads. Yeah, there's some. We'll point them out after you see some yeah. episodes, John. Um, uh, so, John, can you summarize what just happened in the last seven minutes? Cat uh, had a nightmare. So there's a bent neck lady, and then there's a ghost. And there's a snoring dog. Yeah. So kind of yeah. So like the family is there. They're gonna rehab the house just like the last one. They're gonna sell it. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. It's kind of wild to me how they unpack so much, though, during the process. Because, oh, like, they had their photos out, but I guess it must take a while to do the rehabbing if they're doing it themselves. If they're a house that size, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we continue? Sure. Just a little quick, are you, are you scared? Are you talking to me? Yeah. No, why? Oh, okay. Interesting. We see a statue right now. I think we're about to see some nipples, everybody. Woo! Sexy or not. Oh. The nice thing about a television show is you can just watch, like, the whole thing. Or at least the whole episode without even stopping to talk on the podcast that you have. Yeah. What do you think, John? It's all right. It's the first episode, so it's mostly exposition and not much happening. Yeah? Do you want to... Is there any exposition you'd like to focus on? I don't know. What was... just setting up that the, that the guy killed his wife and took all the kids out of the house and boarded the house up. So the story goes that uh, we have the the past where all the kid there's five siblings, and all the kids are, um, I think the oldest, what is it, 12? You think the oldest boy was about 12? Probably. And then the youngest is probably four, the little girl? No. Yeah. No? Like yeah. That. Yeah, she's that. very young. She's seeing the bent neck lady who's scary, and the parents have bought this giant mansion in the in, in the... Where it's in the alone in the dock in the woods or whatever, uh, where they're rehabbing it to try to sell it. Um, you know, mom is there and whatever, and so it's mom, dad, and the kids. And then the conclusion of that story is at one point, dad runs into the oldest brother's room, you know, tells him, We gotta go, close your eyes, and there's some stuff with the creepy stuff that happens where someone tries to get in the room. And then the dad grabs him and then runs him out and says, close your eyes. And he opens his eyes a little bit and he sees his mother dancing, or what we presume to be his mother. And he runs his eldest out of the house and then all the other kids are in the car, screaming, wanting mom to come. They see her in the windows. They also see one of the housekeepers, there's these two housekeepers, the Dudleys. The, the woman's name, Abigail. So they've seen her there too. So the Dudleys are in the house. The mom is in the house, and they and they flee. Dad uh, tells the police that it's haunted and that the woman has, like, she went insane from the haunting and killed herself, right? He was never charged with anything, but it was very much a big scandal. So that's the background. And, then, and they're showing the wounds on his hands. Yeah, he's got a wound on his hand that has been, it's been fixed. So then that's the background. And recently... We've got Stephen Crane, who's the oldest, who wrote a book called The Haunting of Hill House, which is great because there is a book called The Haunting of Hill House. But in the book, he kind of tells the story from the point of view of it being a haunting from his sibling's point of view, even though he doesn't believe it's a haunting. His sister thinks it raped the family. But anyway, Stephen King, or Stephen Crane, ooh, interesting. Basically Stephen Yeah, King. Stephen, yeah. oh, interesting. <laughs> Stephen Crane um, is the oldest... The one of the girls, uh, the the oldest sister is a is he, so Stephen Crane's a writer. The oldest sister is a mortician. Yep. There's a a lesbian sister that's the second oldest sister. 
that seems to have her stuff together. You know, she's living at the carriage house at the at the, at the funeral home that her sister owns. Mm-hmm. And then there's the two fuck ups of the family, which is the youngest son and the youngest daughter, who right. I think might be twins. They're both really young. I think they are twins. Yeah, They're in the same bedroom and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. So um, the boy child is a drug addict now that he's an adult. And the girl, and who just got like a 90-day pen or something like that and seems to have yeah. relapsed, yeah. the girl child is Nell, who spent, like, through the whole thing, she's trying to get in contact with her siblings. Then she finally gets in contact with her dad and says, oh, I'm at my house, asleep. And it turns out that she was at Hill House. And at the very end, we get a very great scene where... Very good scene. Where... Uh, Dude comes back to his uh, Stephen, the oldest, which is funny because Stephen Gross is the oldest. But Stephen, the oldest, comes back to his apartment, sees his brother leaving with some of his stuff. He assumes his cell for for drugs. Yeah. Gives him two hundred dollars in exchange for stuff back. Goes upstairs and sees Nell, and it's just like doing that. I'm the older brother, and you're a fuck up kind of yeah. speech to his sister, and gets his call from his dad, and while she's in the background. Saying that Nell's dead, she died in the house, and looks over and she goes, Wah! Yeah, like, not a jump scare. It was like her face slowly decomposing. Yeah, like, so that's uh, the that's the, what was in the parents' guide. Um, I'm pretty sure the parents' guide didn't include a lot of stuff from the rest of the show. It seemed to be just stuff from the first episode, including a woman in a tank top. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. I mean, the uh, when Nell dies, it's 3.03 a.m. Right. And all of the siblings wake up at the same time, holding their throat. And you wanted to share something, Steve. Yeah. So, one, 3 a.m. is known as the hour of the wolf. Or the witching hour. Or the witching hour. It's the hour that, for some reason, your mind just, it's like the darkest, coldest part of the Oh, they say it's ghosts use it to mock the the trinity. Oh. Well, so, about... Would, this would have been what about 14 years ago now yeah 2007 almost yeah so our grandfather had Alzheimer's and he was uh, it was a slow process of him passing away eventually it got to the point where he started passing away and I came down from Atlanta and I was staying at my Nana's house up in my grandfather's room and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I woke up panic and frantic like you know like just kind of jumping around I, something was wrong there's something was very wrong I you know I remember that feeling like something was horribly wrong and my grandfather had pictures of his family from when he was a kid yeah on the walls so a bunch of like Hungarians yeah <laughs> well like, now we know Ashkenazi yeah. Jews fresh off the boat from like the 1900s so very austere women i'm like i'm looking around and i'm looking for like the light i turn the light on and i'm looking trying to find what is happening like i'm trying to associate why i'm feeling this way with what's going on and so i'm looking at the pictures on the wall and all of them are skulls like not like in the, it's like almost like skulls superimposed onto the picture. Like it was like a three D effect that mm-hmm. you could look at and you're kinda like following it around. And I remember getting up so close to the picture, like trying to find out what I was seeing, like if there was reflection or anything going on like that. And 
my next memory, like, I, I remember I was like, I can't figure this out, so I, I leave the room because I'm panicked. Yeah. Um, Nana's not there. I'm pretty sure I was the only person there. Yeah, the rest, I was at, Every, um, at the funeral, yeah. uh, not the funeral home, at, so, the, at the home with them. Um, so his mom and Nana and stuff. I go downstairs, and I, I'm pretty sure I just fall asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. right? And I call mom the next morning. I'm like, is everything okay? And apparently my grandfather had passed away at the point, at the time that I woke up. It was like yeah. three something in the morning. Yeah. And uh, he flatlined for a while and he just came back to life. And uh, at that point, he wound up passing away later on that day. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's what, um, when they all woke up clutching like yeah. that, that always reminds me of like that. So like if, if, they pulled that like whoever wrote that scene pulled that i'm wondering if they pulled that from like other people like reporting something similar that happened like you know you just kind of like wake up freaking out something's happened you have no idea why and you go back to sleep yeah but yeah like that's it all that scene just always reminds me of that have you ever experienced anything like that john no no he I've also, never experienced anything supernatural. He says that, but it's like, well, the, the footsteps upstairs were just, you know... It was just something in the house that sounded like footsteps. Well, it certainly wasn't people. I slept in that room every night for mm-hmm. years. Like, I've never seen or heard Like anything. I said, you know... You heard footsteps! Not when I was in the room. It, it probably, you know, all things... The simplest solution would be, I was already upset... Yeah. When I went to sleep, and three o'clock in the morning is when you know if you go to bed at a certain time, like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, that is a an ample amount of time for your mind to process yeah. what it's doing and then wake up. Um, I can't explain the skull things other than maybe I was having a waking dream, yeah. but I was awake when I left. <laughs> so like you know, I've tried over the years to explain away everything that happens and everything I come up with makes sense and it's reasonable but there's always that thing in the back of my mind going you're basically just trying to explain away something that you can't really explain like in like so like yeah it's a crazy it was a crazy experience and it was very similar to what happened on the show when uh i had my miscarriage afterwards so for months i don't know i probably talked to you about this we were done i was like waking up it was always the exact same time every day and it might have been the heater turning on or something like that but i would just wake up you know at like was it 317 it was a very specific time i'd get up and go to the bathroom come back but every single morning it was like that. And what made it more horrifying was it was at that time period. You know, like now I usually get up at like 1 a.m. or so to pee. Yeah. And also at 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. Because that's my <laughs> life, being pregnant. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it was pretty horrifying for a while waking up at that time period. Like... Mm-hmm. Which is just, I guess, the circadian rhythm makes sense with the fact that it's the exact moment. It was like always I checked the time. I think you train your bladder like that. Like, regardless of when I just peed, I have to pee every time I brush my teeth. Oh, yeah? It's just a trigger. I have to pee when it's dinner time. Because, like, if even if I'm downstairs, I have to go back upstairs because something about it, like, as soon as... I don't know. It's, I, I just started doing it right before I went downstairs. So I was usually upstairs chilling while my husband was slaving over a hot stove. But um, but yeah, that's my that's my pee yeah. story. I've never had anything like 
supernatural that couldn't be explained away pretty easily and logically. Yeah, well... Some well, of those things can be explained away. It's whether or not it's the right explanation. That's, that's, that's yeah. the thing is people get too bogged down with trying to come up with the right solution or with a solution that they just kind of... Yeah. Because like, like I said, it could have been a number of things and it, maybe it was. Yeah. But then again, it could just be me trying to rationalize... Because you can misremember things and make it supernatural. Yeah. You can also misremember things to the point that you make it rational. Which I think the yeah. show does a very good job of. I think the character of yeah. Stephen, like... Yeah, that's me, basically. Yeah, he like, says that he, everything. He also says he doesn't see things, but yeah. he just, like, but he did. Yeah. Right? Like, he saw he his mother saw dancing it, around. He doesn't want to... Oh, yeah. that was his mother dancing around being crazy. He yeah. He ghost... But he doesn't actually know that because, oh, we didn't mention a scene. Uh, there was a scene where the father took Stephen as a boy to, I would guess, his lawyer. Yeah, so this is like or, soon, it's his lawyer, yeah. and it's soon after um, soon after everything went down right. with the mother in the house, and it's a conversation that's happening immediately before a custody hearing because yeah. they might he the dad might lose the kids to the um the aunt, the aunt. Well, yeah. the, the guy said too that ghosts are just wishes yeah like you're not seeing a ghost you're just seeing what you wished you would see yeah that's what stephen crane said but he also like says like i've never seen a ghost yeah he he's but then he says I've seen a lot of ghosts, but they weren't real. They were just wishes because that's what in his mind. Yeah. So he's he like, like remembering, he's trying, he's misremembering things to the point of absurd rationalization. Yeah. Which is the opposite. Because uh, even if you didn't see a ghost, mm-hmm. if you try to rationalize what you see and come to the wrong conclusion, you can complete, mis- uh, remember a thing completely different. You see that a lot in uh, eyewitness testimonies. Yeah. That's people why they who, can't really be trusted. Yeah, people who witness something horrible will n- try to rationalize what they see. That's their mm-hmm. mind. You can't help yourself to the point that they just create a different narrative yeah. altogether of what they saw. Well, John, are you excited to watch the next few episodes of this? We're probably so. The plan is, if we don't have time to watch a full movie, we're going to watch an episode of this show. Yeah, just to have a podcast again. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. I haven't thrown up for real in over a week. Uh-huh. I almost lost my breakfast at Candy's Corner. Shout out. This is our... Oh, um, yeah. Shout out to our sponsor this week, Candy's Corner, <laughs> no. which is a really great brunch place. We had some great French toast, and I almost lost my breakfast, but I didn't. Yeah. No matter what Steven says. Mm-hmm. It stayed inside, I promise. Um, Steve, how are you liking the Winter Wonderland? I'm loving it, man. I'm out there every day in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has to. He's, he walks the dog. Yeah. The tube dog, who is currently snoring along with the other dog. Yeah. Yeah. Can. And John, so, okay, do we have any grossest corners this week? No, I don't think there's the any The end gross. scene, I guess, that would be yeah. the closest thing to it. But even then, it was more shocking than it was gross. Yeah, I, th- I really like the way one of the um, the people on the uh, Parents Guide said, it's like, it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's it a really sad is. show. But that's also, like, here's a family that has, like, that's kind of messed up. Like, there's a nice conversation between the two older sisters who have their shit together um, and they're talking in the, and the middle sister is saying to the oldest sister, like boundaries. Yeah. Right. And that's what she had to put up with the, her youngest siblings because one's a drug addict and one's 
mental issues probably yeah unmedicated mental issues probably stemming from being super haunted because when she was a child she was the one seeing the bent neck lady every night and screaming and freaking out and needing special things and yeah it's pretty spooky i really like how all the girls in in the the older brother too but they all look like siblings yeah. and the women look very much like siblings and they look a lot like their mom yeah. and they have all the same rich curly brown hair and there's it's like a little subtle touch yeah except for the one redhead <laughs> wait one's a redhead yeah like one one girl is she's got reddish hair oh she's got reddish brown hair though yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like she has red highlights and then the I think the drug addict guy has blonde hair or something but no, he, has he has blonde hair, hair as a as kid well. yeah yeah so, so oh, some of them have reddish hair but that's still they look very yeah. much like siblings I think that's really good I'm looking forward to watching new episodes I'm not sure if next week we're gonna have this episode or is this show or no, yeah. it's Thanksgiving we can't have a little more time yeah that's true less school work less regular work yeah I'm not doing shit Except cleaning the house. I still have school and work for the first three You know what I have to do? I have to wake up at 7 and wake up these youngins and then go back to sleep. You know how hard that is? And I have to sleep all the way through all that. Yeah. I got to work 10 hours and go to school and make dinner. Cry me a river, am I right? I have to grade, I guess, tomorrow. Yeah, here's the thing, John. If someone has a PhD, it doesn't matter what your life is. They will always try to make it. Okay, they I don't try to make my life harder than other people's lives. I would have I, when I, I would, my professors. I would tell them I was like, man, I had I, you know I'm working twelve hours a day, and then I come to class at like I get up at four in the morning, I work yeah. all day, and then I'll come to class and and like I have to do this, you know, and they'll go, you think that's tough? You ought to try to go to graduate school. And I'm like, bro. Don't give me that. Yeah, I think that you know what's interesting about that. Something I talk with my students about this a lot, where when they come in, they a lot of them still have this idea that billionaires work really hard, and yeah. people in power have worked really, really hard to get there. And my statement is just like, so is like a mother who works three jobs to keep her children alive. Is she not working hard? Is is Elon Musk yeah. working harder than a mother working three jobs to do all these things? And they're just like. Oh, like it's trying to get them to realize that, you know, it's not like it's easy to work, but it's also like denigrating other types of work isn't, isn't good. I don't, I think that like having worked in a restaurant many years and having worked in other places and as a teacher in a high school in Japan and as a professor here, like, I don't know, things are challenging when they're challenging. Technically, I don't have a full-time job, so... (laughs) Technically, I'm only teaching Technically. four classes a semester, which is an overload. But um, but they don't have me on a full time contract, so I don't feel bad about just fucking off over Thanksgiving and just reading trashy novels on my phone. I'm uh, and I'm excited about that. Okay, we don't have any brewers. Brews. I've been drinking water. I've been drinking water. And John's been drinking Diet Pepsi because he doesn't believe in water. Water is the. Well, devil. he believes in it. He just doesn't accept it. He doesn't that, accept it. That's how it. the evil spirits enter your body. Yeah, it's just drinking water. Yeah, yeah. He's been. He's been going. <laughs> water's to been a, around forever, you know. He's been going to a metaphysics. Uh, it's like, college. but <laughs> you, that water's been around forever, you know. Dinosaurs yeah. drank that water. Yeah, but what about the, your diet Pepsi? Is basically dinosaur. I pee. know. I'm just kidding. Oh man, I gotta I drink tell you, I work all the time. I really like the show. I really like that John was awake this time. At one point, he's I like, I could see how I could have fallen asleep during that. It was yeah. Dark. And it's like a very soothing, it's slow. sad... Yeah. It's, it's a darker tone. Like, most of the shots are, like, 
tinted a little blue. It's nighttime. Yeah, nighttime yeah. a lot. There's a really good shot where the where Nell is on a couch, a beautiful green couch, and she's got her beautiful reddish blonde hair, and she's under covers asleep and there's light on her face so she's like pink and alive yeah and the mother is sleeping on the floor and she's as she's obviously taller because she's a mom (laughs) she's the mother and not a baby but she's sleeping and you see her face and she's very still and her feet are sticking out of the blanket oh yeah and it looks like a grayish hue yeah Yeah. she looks dead which is going to be a a good sign for especially the way that the cover was on her yeah as if it was just a like a shroud or something um and we're going to get to know more about that kind of stuff when we learn more about mortician school and stuff yeah next time all right should we just get a heck out of here yeah all right john you know stay scared and stay merry goodbye The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.